happy Sunday. Thank you for listening to the podcast coming to you from the Echoey Craft Cannery Warehouse, where I sit alone on a Sunday afternoon. Nothing beats coming to work on a Sunday. Boy, I'll tell you that. I will tell you that. I'll tell you the inability on a daily basis to simply concentrate is is uh is is detrimental to my productivity but man you get me in here on a sunday oh my goodness what i can accomplish in just eight or so hours of work is unreal anyway very good day today we uh we even uh research and developmented a couple of new sauces today too which i can't really tell you about due to confidentiality but smells good up in this joint so anyway uh, let me. I want to talk about a few things I missed last week, just going on in my life. Number one, my wife and I brought Leo to Monster Jam in Syracuse, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. And uh, it was actually my first time ever in the Dome. I had never been in the Dome before. Can you believe that? All this time, 15 years in Rochester, and there's still a small handful of things that I haven't done. One of those things is uh, I have never been to Marge's on the beach, on the water, never been. 15 years in Rochester, never been. Number two, never been to Syracuse University or the Dome or anything like that. I had never been up that way. I mean, I've been to Syracuse a handful of times, but just never on the uh, the campus or anything like that. And then finally, number three, of course, uh, I finally got to do was go to the Eastman House, which I went last Christmas. But I had gone 15 years, I think, or so without actually going into the museum so anyway finally got to go to Syracuse go to the dome for Monster Jam we went to the pit party which by the way if you're ever thinking about going to Monster Jam you gotta go to the pit party that was that was equally I was gonna say it was arguably more fun I wouldn't say it was more fun it was equally as much fun as the actual show uh Leo had a million things I mean there were there were there were inflatable slides he got to ride the gravedigger mini truck uh, he got a few autographs. Of course, we went to the merch stand, went to the gift shop. He got two trucks, and then we went uh, we went around and met some drivers. Then we went and we walked down to uh, an area at Syracuse to a place called Varsity Pizza, which looked to be a little couple of blocks there with a bunch of restaurants and stuff. And this place was a freaking zoo, man. I mean, this joint was so crowded, and I was so 50-50 torn on loving it and hating it at the exact same time. But I love it. I love, absolutely love Varsity Pizza as a concept. I even thought the food was very good. It seemed like a lot of fun in there. And 22-year-old me would have freaking loved Varsity Pizza. 22-year-old me would have been like, that's my favorite joint in the world. 39, I'm sorry, wait, did I just say 39? (laughs) Hold on. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, dude. 40-year-old me, 40-year-old me just felt like it was too crowded and too loud. (laughs) I don't mean to crack myself up when I say that, but, you know, it's embarrassing just to say out loud as we get old that too crowded and too loud becomes a problem because I did. I, you know, look, I got to admit, I thought it was too crowded and too loud. It was just, you know, there's no system in place. Like people are just kind of budging in line. It takes forever. They should have express lines like they have one line for a couple of different there's like one line for sandwiches and burgers and things like that and then one line for pizza and like everybody is in the same line regardless of if you just want to buy a beer in a can total transaction time 45 seconds 
I'll take a Bud Light. Thank you. That'll be $5. Here's your $5. Thank you. 45-second transaction. I am in the same line with people who are, um, you know, making big complicated orders and taking 10 minutes. I swear, I swear, somehow, still, and you've heard me complain about this before, people can wait in long lines, get finally get to the front after a 15-minute wait, and be completely confused as to what they're supposed to do next. It freaking jumbles my mind to this day. I don't understand. Anyway, the only thing I didn't like, there was no system, you know, like no system in place. But the food was good. I loved the concept. Loud music. Oh, yeah. Loud music when I was 22 would have loved it. Plus, I sure, and I'm I'm just going to say this without even knowing. I might Google this just to find out if I'm right or wrong. I bet it's the kind of place that's open until like 4 a.m. Hold on a second. I'm Googling it. Sitting at my desk. Varsity Pizza Syracuse. Because I bet you that place is freaking packed at 3 a.m. All right, it's open from 8 a.m. Wow, that can't be right. It says 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. There's no way that joint closes at 8 o'clock. That joint has 3 a.m. written all over it. Come on. (sighs) Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Really? Huh. I'm sorry. I this is. <laughs> I am so sorry because I bet you, uh, I, I I bet any money that many many people right now are like, dude, nobody freaking cares. It's only open till eight p.m. What the? Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. I was a little off on that one, but it does definitely have uh, three a.m. vibes. Although, although, have to admit, if I ran that place. And uh, the the shenanigans that likely were happening in that place at 3 a.m., I probably also would elect to close at 8 p.m. every day. I probably would. Yeah. Anyway, so we go to Varsity Pizza. We walk back to the Dome. By the way, I've always heard it referenced as being on the hill. Now I get it. You go up a big-ass hill. You stop. You go. <sighs> By the way, my wife was more out of breath than I was. So, <laughs> But she was hustling, too, because we, we forgot his headphones um, or his ear muffs, or whatever you want to call them, in the car. So she had to go back to the car. She comes back, meets us at the top of the hill. Thank God we had the earmuffs. When when Monster Jam actually started, I was blown away by how loud it was. I mean, I was ready for loud, but I did not think I would be, bl- like, I was plugging my ears at points. I wish I had earmuffs. Holy cow. I always heard it would be like going to a concert. It was like going to a concert, but it was like being up front at a concert, like right next to the speakers, just loud. So that was kind of a, a surprise. I did not anticipate how loud it would be. Um, I also think I very, very stupidly, I assumed more of a demolition derby, didn't quite understand that it was a competition and it was very skill-based. Uh, I was kind of just looking to see, like, cars get smashed and stuff like that. So uh, not a big deal, you know. We're there for my kid, not for me. Here's the weird thing, though. As we're watching the show, my son, who during the pit party, he was he was beside himself with excitement. And then at dinner, he's having a good time. He's eating pizza, right? We go back to the show. The show starts, and he's kind of sitting blank-faced. He, he almost looked bored. And my wife and I are kind of looking at each other like, did we did we swing and miss here? Does he not is he not into this, right? He's just kind of bored. And in retrospect now I know what was going on, but at the time we're kind of wondering, geez, you know, maybe he doesn't like this as much as we thought he would. So about halfway through we decide we're leaving. 
Um, he's he's ready to leave. By the way, this isn't. We didn't decide we're leaving. We loved the show; it was great. I wish we'd have stayed all the way till the end as well. But uh, you know, he's four, so he hit a wall. He's yawning. He's starting to get cranky, and even he's saying, "I'm ready to go home." And he doesn't quite understand the concept of staying till the end anyway. So as far as he's concerned, we saw the whole thing, right? Like he has no idea that there's a beginning and an end. He just thinks it is what it is, and he'll come and go as he pleases. He doesn't quite get that concept yet. So. We leave, and and again, my wife and I are looking at each other like maybe we didn't, maybe we overestimated how much he would like this because he looked bored. We get out of the building, he gets his earmuffs off, and as soon as we are outside, he starts reviewing the show. And now I realize he freaking loved it. He was just a little overwhelmed with everything that was going on. Because as soon as we get out, the earmuffs come off. He starts going, and did you see it? When Gravedigger went over the, the hill. And then there was, the, you know, and he's naming the trucks. And he's talking about all the different moves they did. And he's just like... He's like recapping the whole show to us, and he's just like jumping up and down with excitement and explaining everything that happened. And I realized it was a hit. It's the only reason he looked like bored during the show is because there was just he was just like in awe. I mean, he was like, he was just so happy that he didn't have a big reaction, you know? So cute. Anyway, we get home. Late, you know, it's 10 o'clock or so we get home, drive home from Syracuse. Glad we didn't stay in a hotel, by the way. My wife was all about the hotel, and I was like, we're not going to want a hotel. If we go to a hotel, what's going to happen is we're going to we, – we knew we were going to leave early because he's four, so we know we're not staying until 10 anyway. We know we'll be out of there 8.30-ish, which I was about right. That's about – we left probably about 8, 8.30. We're out of there 8.30. We go to a hotel. It would have been 9 o'clock. We would have been wide awake saying, why didn't we just drive home? We would have spent the money on a hotel, by the way. We would have woke up the next morning and still had to drive home. This way, it's a pain in the ass to drive home, sure, but at least we're getting home. So we get home, plus it's Easter, right? So Easter Bunny needed to come, if you know what I'm saying. So we get home, and the Easter Bunny, uh, after uh, Leo goes to bed, the Easter Bunny meets us in our living room, and we're going over Easter. And the Easter Bunny has a couple of Transformer toys for Leo, but there's, like, no chocolate. And like I grew, I when did Easter become Christmas? I grew up with ch- like my Easter basket was chocolate. There was always a chocolate bunny. That's the that's the grand prize, right? Is you get a chocolate bunny plus a bunch of like random candies and stuff, jelly beans and stuff like that. And then you do a hunt, uh, an Easter egg hunt. And for the longest time when I was a kid, we would hunt for the hard boiled eggs. So they were they were real eggs, and then I think at, at some point also we did switch to the plastic eggs, which would have little candies in them as well. But anyway, we did hard-boiled eggs with Leo, but we decided to hide the plastic ones. We did an indoor and an outdoor, which I went out and did. One of our neighbors made Easter Bunny food too, so I went out and left the, the Easter Bunny food for the Easter Bunny. But at the end of the day, his Easter basket didn't have any candy in it. So I'm arguing with the Easter Bunny, and telling the Easter Bunny how much I felt like, why is this Christmas? Why are there so many toys? There was like, there were like three toys. Like one of them was a big one too. There's several like um, other, like there's a couple of outfits. I think there's swimming trunks. There's like a stuffed animal. I'm going, where's the candy? And like, so again, you know, and the Easter Bunny started to get a little bit annoyed by me. And and basically the Easter Bunny said, uh, listen, I got other houses to go to. (laughs) You think this needs to be better? There's a 24-7 CVS right down the road. Well, with the Easter Bunny's permission, I woke up the next morning and I went to that CVS and I got a chocolate bunny and I got a bunch of candies at like six o'clock in the morning and I showed up in basically my pajamas and the people working there must have thought for sure 
that I was like um, a divorced dad who who uh, like forgot it was Easter and just found out like. And, you know, and my kids are getting dropped off at my house any minute. And I was scrambling to make a last-minute Easter basket because I came in and bought it all. Which, by the way, back to saving money. You want to save money. I know that this isn't exactly the most innovative piece of advice you've ever heard. But do your Easter shopping on Easter morning because all of it was already marked down. You know the, the after Easter marking down you get for a week, all that candy's marked down, same thing after Christmas, everything's marked down? Well, they had it marked down on Easter morning already. They already put the sales on. They must have done it overnight, I bet, because on Easter morning, all of that candy was 30, between 33 and 50% off. So I, I do think maybe it's worth it in the future to, 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 uh, to just simply work out a deal with the Easter Bunny where I do some of the shopping at CVS on the Easter Bunny's behalf. Uh, around 6 a.m. so that it's ready when Leo wakes up. <clears throat> Just saying that might be a, an option for the future. Okay. All right, moving on. What else did I want to talk about today? Um, I uh, Oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? Uh, fast forwarding a little bit. Um, the, the New York Kitchen class that I do this week was the second time in, I want to say, about eight years that we did not sell out a class. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because I went and refused to play Satisfaction. Do you get the reference? It's like the Rolling Stones' biggest hit of all time was Satisfaction, but real Rolling Stones fans don't really care for Satisfaction. Well, my cooking class tends to get attended by many people who are, and I am blessed and honored to be able to say this word, but they're fans, I guess. I, you know, they, they like me, they like the sauces, and... I put Chicken Kelly on the menu, and nobody knows what Chicken Kelly is, mostly because it's pretty much completely made up. Chicken Kelly goes back to my mother, who my, my mom worked with a woman who was named Janet Farman, who actually happened to be my third grade teacher. And Janet Farman brought in this, this chicken dish one day, and I guess my mom tried some of it in the teacher's lounge and said, this is fantastic. And Janet said, well, it's a secret family recipe, and I have this cousin or whatever who has a restaurant and it's their secret recipe from this restaurant, but because uh, you know we're so far away from wherever this restaurant was, and I want to say it's California or something, I'll give you the recipe. But remember, it's a secret recipe. Well, my mom takes the recipe. A bunch of the other teachers take it as well. Every one of those teachers gives it to everybody they know. Before you know it, Chicken Kelly is making the rounds in Northeast Ohio. Eventually, my mother even puts Chicken Kelly into the church cookbook. Okay? The church cookbook. So now it's a published recipe. <laughs> Finally, Janet Farman finds out, Mrs. Farman finds out about all this, and she goes, what are you doing? And my mom and the other teachers are going, well, what do you, well we love that recipe. We just want to share it. And she goes, that's a secret recipe, a secret recipe. There, There is a restaurant that makes its living based on the fact that that's a secret recipe. What do you do? You can't give that recipe out to people. And so... <laughs> So it's a st so I, I I did the class and I told the story that story and I said it's a secret stolen recipe <laughs> and uh, it's really good it's basically it's basically garlicky fried chicken with cheese and mushrooms like baked into a casserole kind of um, it's it's a really really good recipe so we we did it in class on Thursday the people who came loved it it went really good but even the other like culinary instructors are going tell us about this chicken kelly or whatever the f it is even the like head culinary instructor was like 
So we'll do flatbread pizzas, and this is a topping for the flatbread pizza. And I was like, no, this is not a topping for the flat. What are we ta- What are we doing? No, it's just a dinner, it's just comfort food. I refuse to play satisfaction. We didn't sell out. If I just talk about sauce, meatballs, chicken parm, and garlic bread, we'll sell that class out for years. I try something different, no good. So I think we are locked into doing it at least one or two more times, by the way. If you want to learn how to make chicken Kelly, I would appreciate it. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, Rochester Public Market. Brought my son down there yesterday. Had a really good time. Today was the opening of the Brighton Farmer's Market. <laughs> Shall we talk about that or not? <laughs> Sorry, I'm such a sore loser over the Brighton Farmer's Although I will say, as a quick follow-up, I still have not heard back from the town supervisor or the market manager on my quote-unquote official complaint. So I, I, they don't actually get back to people the way they say they will in their bylaws. And uh, I do still maintain that I wish they would change their bylaws. In fact, one thing I'm going to do is I am going to write uh, an email, I think, right after this podcast where I'm going to say, uh, hey, all, congratulations on opening the market. Just a reminder, I would like to address the board at your next board meeting. And we'll see how that goes. I have a feeling when I go to that board meeting, I'm going to get my ass handed to me, but it is what it is. Uh, But yeah, anyway, yesterday morning, because it's been so beautiful out, I took my son to the Rochester Public Market, and he loved that, because he likes the Brighton Market, and the Rochester Market is like quadruple the size, Uh, and they even had like toys and stuff. I ended up buying him. I love the knockoff toys. They've got the one vendor that's got all the just random boxes of stuff. And some of it's a, a kid's section. And he bought this nice model airplane for like 10 bucks. I mean, it's it's cheap. Like, I could tell it's not going to take a lot of abuse. So if, he does, if he's not careful with it, he'll break it pretty easily. But I was telling Ryan, I'm going, geez, we could buy him all of his Christmas presents for 100, buck at this, 100 bucks at this market just by buying him cheap knockoff stuff. Because he doesn't care. Because honestly, I'll be honest with you, with toys with my kid, he's a quantity over quality person. He doesn't really necessarily care. I guess I shouldn't. That's not fair. He's like, he does have a few favorites, but in general, if it's new, he's enamored by it for a couple of days. So just getting him new things, even if it's just cheap crap, makes him super happy. And he almost, and this is so embarrassing to admit as a parent, he almost doesn't even realize when it's gone. You know, like he does, almost doesn't even know that it's gone. Because sometimes we do donate stuff or it goes down to the basement. Like, you know what I mean? When it's gone, it's gone. What I'm saying is once in a while we got to clean and sometimes uh, toys leave and never come back and he doesn't realize. The other thing that's incredibly embarrassing about his toys is the fact that uh, (laughs) we sometimes give him back his same toys. Yeah. So like matchboxes or Hot Wheel cars, we will literally take from the bottom of his toy bin and we will put them in, like, for example, Easter eggs. We'll put those in the Easter eggs, and he thinks he's getting new cars. That's how many toys he has. He literally has so many toys, he can't keep track of them, and we can re-gift him the toys. Isn't that crazy? I, I'm not super proud of that. I'm not, I'm not super proud of that. Oh, what else from this week? Um, Whole Foods opened. I went in on Wednesday to ch- 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 check it out. Uh, interesting. I, technic- yeah, I didn't quite realize. Technically, in Brighton, there is no Wegmans. 
Didn't even realize that. There's a Tops in Brighton and now a Whole Foods, but technically Brighton somehow didn't get a Wegmans. Even though I live in Brighton at 12 Corners, and I am like one mile from the East Ave Wegmans and like 1.2 miles from the Pittsburgh Wegmans, technically speaking, within the town limits of Brighton, we didn't have a Wegmans. So I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. But uh, but anyway, that was definitely a, a spectacle this week that occurred um, for sure. And the other thing, what was the last thing I wanted to tell you about? Son of a gun. Oh, man. As soon as, as, soon as I stop recording, I'm going to go, ah, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Hold on a second. My wife and I are negotiating over dinner right now. She wants to get Aladdin's takeout. Okay, Aladdin's takeout does sound pretty good, actually. Maybe we'll do Aladdin's takeout. Very nice. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, anyway, I'm all over the place. I had a, uh, a a busy week. Got a busy week coming up this week as well. A couple of events I hope I'll see you at this week. Holy Childhood Wine at Center Ice on Friday night. I will have a booth there. We'll be giving out free samples, probably meatballs or something like that. Should be a really, really nice event. Uh, but then also Serenity House is having their gala at Ravenwood on Friday night. And it's the second year in a row that I'm emceeing that. And I'm excited about that. Also, this weekend was the Advent House. I heard a couple of dinners sold, Guglielmo dinners sold for a really nice amount. So, again, really excited about that. I, I, I know I don't talk about too, too much how much charity work and stuff that I do. But I do want to just mention two things. One is I wish I'd have been keeping track from day one. On donations because I I believe we have cracked well into the six figures at this point with those dinners that we donate and two I've joined two new boards Rochester Broadway Theater League and St. Anne's Senior Living which St. Anne's I should actually preface by saying technically I don't believe the board has voted yet on whether or not I'm joining so I guess technically I haven't joined that board yet but uh, Rochester Broadway Theater League I'm thrilled by and I was asked to be on a couple of committees one of those committees is probably going to be and this is no disrespect to any other not-for-profit that I'm on, the my most favorite committee on any board that I'm on, because I was asked to be on something called the Experience Committee. Yeah, Experience Committee is literally just what is the experience like when you come to a show. And last week with Aladdin, Friday night, we're Friday night goers, my wife and I, great show. Uh, my wife actually went with a girlfriend. I didn't get to go, but I got the review and it sounded amazing. And I get to now be on experience committee. So if you've got ideas, if you've been to a show and you've got some ideas, please let me know because I uh, have some influence now over what it's actually like to go to a show. Now, listen, I don't want to oversell myself here. Still very low man on the totem pole, but at least I'll be in the room where it happens. Get it? It's my music. I made a musical reference while talking about being on a board about musicals. The room where it happens. The room where it happens. From Hamilton. Uh, but I will. I'll be in the room where it happens, where those decisions are made. So, let me know what you think. I've got some ideas. Some of them are wacky. Some of them are good. Some little ones. I think my my mom actually helped me. She thought more holiday decorating would be good. You know, should we have the place decked out for the holidays? Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, of course. Should it be really well decorated and just kind of, you know, super impressive and look like a big Christmas present? And I thought that was kind of a cute small idea. I've got other ideas that are a little wacky and I don't even know how legal they are. Like, like things like meet and greets with the actors and things like that. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, I come from the old school of uh, treating people really well. Over-the-top treatment makes them want to come back. So, But at the end of the day, I think it's the strength of the shows 
that draws people into that place. Anything we do is just going to be bonus points. So, okay. All right. Uh, short podcast this week. Sorry about that. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. I never did remember that other thing I wanted to talk about. What was the other thing I wanted to talk about? <sighs> Let me just look through my real quick. I'm looking through my calendar to make sure I didn't miss with anything. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, what are you going to do? Okay. Well, hey, listen, thank you so much for listening and we will talk next week. Okay. Thank you.